Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to Help for HD Lives, the first podcast created for families living with Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's disease. Don't forget to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also search over 500 archived episodes and other projects at helpforhd.org. To watch us in person, find Help for HD TV on YouTube and subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on new content. Help for HD Live is going on air in 5, 4, 3, 2, Hello, everyone, and welcome to Help for HD Live. Um, I am waiting. We're having some technical issues, so I'm waiting for Lauren to come in, but I will just start off with this education program is made possible by an education grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals and the HSG and the Griffin Foundation. So I think we have Lauren on with us. Are you there? I am. Okay. I started the show for I'm sorry about that. I don't know why it wouldn't connect for me. No problem. We are on, so we're good. Okay, well, awesome. Well, um, Katie is supposed to be our guest today. Um, <laughs> we're going to be talking about um, about Let's Be Candles, and um, I wanted to start off with why this came to me. Um, I was driving home one day when I saw a message on a church sign, and it said, a candle is never diminished by lighting another candle. Um, it really stuck with me, especially um, because of the work that uh, Seth and BJ and I are, are doing right now behind the scenes um, to make some changes in the HD community. And um, so that really stuck with me. Anyway, then I saw another quote because, of course, I wanted to go find candles, um, <laughs> quotes about candles. Mm-hmm. And I found another one that said, thousands of candles can be lit from a single candle, and the life of the candle will not be shortened. And it just really, really stuck with me. Um, And I really wanted to do a show about how we in the HD community can be candles um, for, you know, for others in the HD community, for um, professionals uh, in the HD community that support us. Uh, for other organizations, you know, other organizations have been a support for us and have helped us in learning how to um, go forward and say, hey, you know, there needs to be changes and how do we do this? ALS is a, is a great example. Um, Alzheimer's, HIV, there's so many organizations across the board that have really spoken up and said, hey, we're not okay with how things are right now. Let's make a difference. And they did something with it. And so it really um, just made me think about this. So I wanted Katie to come on because, Katie, I feel like you are amazing at this. You are such a, to me, a bright candle. And um, you're just so good at, at doing those types of things. Well, thank you. That means a lot to me. Yeah. So I wanted to have a dialogue with you and ask you some questions and kind of sure. get feedback. Um, how do we use this this candle 
um, reference and basically put it in the HD community. So how can we in the community take this and make a difference? Well, first, let me tell you, this is an amazing concept. And I believe you are an incredibly bright light candle as well. So it's really cool we're doing this show together. Um, I think there is this can be pushed into a lot of different directions within our HD community um, and different things we do for each other. So I do feel like support how, um, you know, before my brother had has cystic fibrosis, and, and I was somewhat involved in that community as a very young kid. But the one thing that's so different about the HD community and anyone who enters our, into our community and looks inside says, I cannot believe how strong the support you guys are to each other. And it is true. We are very unique in the fact that we're a generational disease, and we definitely support each other. So I think we are always I think we are always sharing our light with each other, our experiences, our knowledge, and also an ear to listen to us. So I think we're constantly always exchanging light within our community. Um, and then there's a broader, right, which would be the outside community, which would be, you know, funding agencies and different policy changes and um, different, you know, all these different types. It's a huge, huge thing, and that's a whole nother show. But um, we have to spread our light for awareness and for change. And we have to show up to be able to spread our light. And um, I, I remember when I went to a California Institute of Regenerative Medicine meeting and um, we were there with Gashim's and ALS. And um, there was about 20 of us there from the HD community. And we got millions and millions of dollars that day for regenerative medicine research. Why? Because we showed up, we told our stories, we shared our light, right? So showing up, 80% of people don't, right? So showing up is half the battle to be able to share our light and to be able to make change and to maybe help the broader world understand us a little bit more. Absolutely. Um, And I think that's that's a huge part of what we're needing in the HD community right now in order to make a change as far as, you know, we talk about diagnostic criteria, we talk about pharmaceutical companies, clinical trials, all these things that we want to make a change. But the only way that anybody hears us is if we show up and we, you know, Mm -hmm. give them an idea of of how this is actually affecting us. So I think that's a really great point. But I also think that right now in the HD community, that we're exhausted and burnt mm-hmm. out and struggling. Mm-hmm. And then you throw in COVID and you throw in, you know, mm-hmm. disappointments like what we experienced with Roche. And, you know, obviously we got some really good news recently. Um, I think it was even yesterday. But, you know, mm-hmm. how do we take our light to others in the community who are exhausted and struggling? Like how do we motivate them to, to, get back to what they're doing before we, we felt so burnt out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that, I think that um, our light is, um, uh, you know, our light is so, first of all, sharing your light with others does not diminish the light that you have. So let's start with that. Right. And, and um, I can't take full credit for this, this, um, this talk because Katrina and I, prior to this conversation, had a long conversation about this because we are constantly trying to <laughs> light each other's light. But um, there are times, like, I think that a lot of people feel 
Um, you know, with HD, you get a lot of P- like PTSD, right? Like it's a really hard, like when I hear people about choking and swallowing at end of life problems, I want to, I literally will start shaking and thinking about the nightmare my husband lived at the end of his life. And so I think that it's sometimes scary for people to share their light one because it exposes you and makes you raw, but then also you're afraid it may take too much energy or it may take away from you. I have found with my life, it actually lights my candle even brighter when I get to uh, be a part of people's experience as well and to be able to support people and, um, and try my best. I think the number one thing on how to support people in our community is I think often we all want to tell our stories and we do that with answers, right? So if someone comes to you and says, I'm having trouble with this, well, my husband had trouble with this or my, my sister had trouble with this and this is what we did and da 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 We're constantly, and that's a, that's a beautiful thing, but I think a lot of times we don't realize that people just want you to listen. Yeah. And that is a huge role we have to play within our community when we are supporting others to remember sometimes they just need validation. Sometimes they just need to vent. Sometimes they just need someone to listen to them. I've been there a million times. I can't even tell you my HD family and friends how many times they've had to listen to me on the phone cry or yell or scream. Um, and, and so sometimes it's just listening. And I think through this whole thing, everyone's grieving and processing this whole, these whole like big bubble of disappointments lately in different ways. So the best support is to listen. And you don't need an answer because, unfortunately, there really isn't any right now. Um, I wish that was different. But sometimes people, it's even more powerful to listen and be there than to answer the question. Well, and I also want to point out, too, that um, when you're talking about people venting, um, it's not just mm-hmm. the caregiver who needs to vent. You've got people with Huntington's who need to vent, right? And they don't feel like they can vent. Oh, of course. Um, because they're, mm-hmm. they're, they feel like a burden, you know? They feel like yeah. they're the ones who are causing all the issues. And so then they, they literally struggle to communicate because, you know, that they don't feel that they have a voice. And I don't want people with Huntington's to feel that way. I don't want to feel that way. And sure, so of course not. I think – you know, I think that we also, in in that context, need to kind of take a step back and let them, you know, show a little bit of grace and and let them just scream or yell or grieve in their mm-hmm. way as well, um, just like a caregiver mm-hmm. may get to do. So I just some, sure. I sometimes and feel like the person with Huntington's voice gets pushed away, and I don't want that to happen mm-hmm. in our community. Mm-hmm. It absolutely does, and and there there's I, I think we could break down a lot of reasons why that happens, um, and that would be like a great show and, and a great concept to talk about. But the one thing I will tell anyone who's listening to this that has Huntington's or is, is gene positive or anything, you have it's, you have a strong story to tell, and it only is going to be authentic coming from you. So I think like that really showed when we uh, just did our last. A hype day and the whole panel was just people who were gene positive and what they told was their truth and it came from them and not from their caregivers not from their families from them and it was the most impactful panel that I think we probably have ever had to be completely honest Absolutely. and it wasn't a professional Absolutely. telling us what it should be <laughs> it wasn't caregivers telling us what it should be it was 
people impacted by HD uh, gene positive and, and, and living with HD. And wow, we learned a lot that day. And, and it just shows that, that yes, tell your story and vent, please don't hold it in. Um, and that is, you know, I know it, it's got to be that burden, ugh, that whole burden word. I hate it. Um, because it's nothing should be a burden. We are all walking this the best we can and we need the best support we can get from each other. Well, and you're absolutely right. Um, you know, not to put down caregivers. I don't think that that is what most caregivers do. I, and again, you're right. People need to be able to vent without feeling like, like somebody's going to tell them the right way to do things or anything. Um, but I think that, you know, I, and I don't know why this happens, but I know it happens to me where I will sit there and I am so afraid of being a burden to somebody, but I never mm. viewed my dad that way. And so I don't mm. know why in my head I am afraid of being a burden because, I mean, I never did. I will never, ever, if somebody asked me if my dad was a burden, absolutely not. Even until sure. the day he died, it was not a burden mm-hmm. to be with him. And, you know, so mm-hmm. why would I think that I'm a burden? And for for mm-hmm. a while, that was really heavy with me and kind of held me back from sharing stuff. But as you said, Katie, you know, talking about stuff and, and all of that kind of made things, made your light shine brighter. And I feel the same way. I feel like... Mm-hmm. When I am involved and when I'm in, when I'm communicating with people and I'm trying to help, then my light shines brighter. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, I, I definitely think that, you know, even though something may be heavy and maybe a, a, a fear, um, it's worth it to share because you don't realize how many other people are having the exact same fears mm-hmm. and can mm-hmm. help you cope with that. Yeah. You know, and, and this is it's so interesting you saying that because when you said my, my light is shining brighter, it, it brought me, I, I wasn't going to mention this, and it just brought something in my head. When we host these large events, you know, it takes about six months of our lives, and it's, it's, it's constant. And, um, you know, lining up speakers, making sure everything's in order, working with hotels, working with entertainment, working with, you know, making sure we're, we're presenting the most updated information. And it's like six months of, of sweat, blood, and tears. And, I always in my light is like nothing by the time we get to the day, right? So I go up and I, I we do these education days and I just want to like crawl into a bed and, and sleep the rest of my life. And I'm burnt out and I feel like I feel exhausted emotionally and I feel and then I get to be with my community and, you know, we all sit together and we talk about the impact and how important it is for us to be together and how important it is for us to learn together and how important for us us to bring awareness and then my light just suddenly will burn start burning even brighter and I'm ready for the next day that's what we do for each other we that's that's the capability we have being such a close community and living such a horrific disease is that no one understands us but us and I think we truly are the only ones that can light each other's fire the way we do um, but as far as, as far as the burden, I just, I, it's so interesting. I remember the most heartbreaking things when Mike told me he thought he was a burden and I'm like, Oh my God. I never one time in my mind did I think he was a burden it broke my heart more than he felt that way than anything through this whole journey. Um, mm-hmm. 
it's an it must be an yeah. awful feeling. It is when it's I a never wanted feeling. him to feel. Yeah, yeah. It, it's an absolutely terrible feeling, and I think that um, it's a real fear that people have, and um, and people are afraid to share that, right? Because we're supposed to be strong. We're supposed to be. Um, we're supposed to to be positive and and upbeat, and mm-hmm. then we don't share our fears of being a burden and our fears of well, I'm this age, and what if I'm actually showing symptoms? Is this a symptom? Mm-hmm. But it being a legit thing, right? Like you like mm-hmm. those fears of mm-hmm. um, just popping up as as you get older, or you know. Um, as you hit maybe uh, you're the same age as your loved one when they started showing symptoms or mm-hmm. these are fears, mm-hmm. you know, and, and sure. I don't feel that I can share. I certainly didn't feel that I could share it with anybody before because I didn't want anybody else feeling that way, but people feel that any, way anyway. And if I can help somebody work through it, then why am I not going to tell them, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think agree. it's important 100%. that that we do that in order to help others. Yeah, and let me let me. I just want to say about the HD voice of the person living with Huntington's, right? And gene uh, gene positive or or symptomatic Huntington's. During that meeting, I was talking about the California Institute of Genetic Medicine. It, it was my first big public government meeting, so that's why I keep referring back. I got up and I spoke about the caregiver and my fears and my husband not being able to walk my daughter down the aisle, which came true because he passed. I talked about all these, and they kind of looked at me. And they put their heads down. It was a big board, huge board of like 30 decision, government decision makers. And then Mike got up, and he spoke. And he struggled because he was already losing his speech, and he was starting to cry. But he said, I'm dying and I need help. And I looked, and every single one of those board members were, had their either heads down or they were crying. After, And that wasn't the only thing he said. He spoke for his three minutes and talked about how important his children were and how scared he was for his children. And he was the most impactful speaker that day by far. And I truly believe he, he would have been the tilting of that money getting given to Huntington's disease because he made them feel what he is living. So that is my, that is my um, spiel on how important that yeah. voice is and is often missing. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's so important. And, again, I'm not just talking – we're not talking about just pre-symptomatic, uh, you know, the the voice of everybody in the HD community, whether it's beginning stages, mid stages, and I realize that communication gets harder. That doesn't take away the need for those voices. And right, and you're right. It's so impactful. You just put it perfectly. He made them feel what he was living, and that's why yeah. it's so important that we have people in the HD community participate in things and speak up and share their stories because we want to make people feel what we're living. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and I really love this idea of being candles because each person is a candle, right? We're surrounded by other candles of all different shapes, sizes, and colors. They could be red. They could be birthday candles. They could be, you know, tall candles, short candles, whatever. 
But the different mm-hmm. candles represent mm-hmm. people in the HD community, organizations and professionals in the HD community, as well as people and organizations outside of the HD community. And the initial candle represents a person with a passion and a motivation to start something or help someone or make something better. Candle can share that passion and motivation to light another candle and another candle and another one. And lighting other candles doesn't take away anything from the original candle. In fact, those other candles are now able to light candles too, helping the initial flame from that one candle to spread. And when you have so many candles lit, people are finally able to clearly see what's been in the dark. And I just really feel that right now we need to be candles in the HD community. We have things that need to change, things that need to be improved. And we need to share our light and our passion for HD and our motivation for treatment and better quality of life, our urgency and our willingness to help so that others like the FDA can finally clearly see what needs to be done for those affected by HD. I love it. We're going to be candles. I love this concept. We're going to be awesome, candles. Lauren. <laughs> Yes. Yes. So really, I'm glad we had this show. I really wanted to share that with the HD community. Um, you know, we've got some really good things coming up and um, good things that are in the works and people who are on board, and um, we need to know that. But they have to hear all of our voices because they need all of our voices. Um, so I think it's really important at this point to, to be those candles. I agree. And can um, I leave with one more thing and then before an announcement? Absolutely. Um, when your loved one passes away, their candle doesn't burn out. It joins yours. And I think that is so important because um, my husband's candle was so bright and um, and I feel like, you know, we see this all the time in the HD community as like with the memorial walks and runs and fundraisers and, you know, Shelby just doing Brave Brianna, right? We keep our loved one's memories alive and we now carry their flame with ours. So remember that uh, when you're feeling a little like your flame is, is a little bit light and it is, it's diminishing. Remember you have the power of your loved ones that walk the HD journey before you. Um, and let's use their light that we still hold and their stories. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for that. I needed to hear that myself. So thank you for that. Yeah. Well, we will, we will finish up there. Um, Katie, do you have any updates um, in regard to events, conferences, um, hike days, anything like that? I have the saddest update ever. Um, so Health HD Symposium 2021 Orlando has been postponed. COVID cases are way too high um, for us to feel comfortable, um, and ICU beds are way too full and um, basically non-existent, so we don't feel comfortable um, moving forward. So it will be postponed till January. That's January 15th and 16th. And we don't want to leave everyone hanging with all these new research updates and different people that were coming. So we are going to hold a virtual um, a symposium at the same time that um, we are supposed to be in Florida. That'll be October oh, 15th, 16th or 16th, 17th. Oh, my gosh. I've been working with so many dates. This just happened like 12 hours ago. So um, uh, we will be the one day 
I think the 16th is a Saturday. Look at your calendar. But October 16th, I think, is a Saturday. That's all HD updates um, and information and resources and information. And then the next day, which I believe is Sunday the 17th, is all HD. So everything will be – and we have some really cool talks. Like, we have some really cool studies that have come out about JHD, like about behaviors in JHD, brain changes and different medications that they should and shouldn't be on. So really important information for the JHD community. So please join us. Um, and the HD community as well, we have people like, you know, Wave is going to be giving us an update. And then, you know, I think we're going to have we're Voyager and, um, uh, oh, my goodness, um, you know, Sage Farm Therapeutics and Neurogren. And, I mean, the list is huge. Watch out for that, um, the announcements of speakers, because it is it's a little bit different. There's no hype panels or Q&As. Um, it is a lot more of research updates and things of that sort um, and different findings from different long term clinical studies but um also we of course will take any questions the community has and present them or you know that that 100 we want to make sure that happens so i think that's my only um, big update that we will be in orlando in january um uh and then um also hang tight because um i can't say anything because i would probably end up losing my job but um on October 15th, um, Symposium 2022 will be announced location, and I'm super excited about it. So tune in for that. We're excited. I can't tell at all. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yes, I can't wait. So, Well, please make sure to tune in to Help for HD Live every week as well. We've got some really great shows coming up. Next week we're going to be talking with, um, with somebody from Walgreens Alliance Rx and TaylorMed about how they are – um, partnering, t- partnering together to be able to um, make specialty medications more affordable. Um, those are things like Osteto and, and other um, specialty medications that you would get from a specialty pharmacy. Um, the following week, we're going to have Sophia St. Cyr, um, who will be coming on to talk about understanding the underlying mechanism of the heart in HD. And um, we've got some really exciting shows scheduled for October, too. Think like Dr. Ed Wild, exciting. So he's going to be sharing some great stuff with us. And I think that's it, guys. I hope everybody takes care. And uh, we love you. Thank you, Lauren. Bye. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit www.help4hd.org and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on all that is going on at Help for HD. Get social with us and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and subscribe to Help for HD TV on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.